listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kat. And I'm Faith. Faith, welcome to The Gender Rebels. Why are you welcoming me? I... It's I, a podcast we do roughly every week. Wait, have we been doing it every week? Nearly? Nearly. Oh, let's thank you for welcoming me to this podcast we've been doing. Do we have patrons to thank? Is that why you have do. your email up? Who are yeah. our patrons? We have Sammy. Sammy! Thank you, Sammy. You're the best. And we also have Christopher. Christopher, thank you so Christopher much. Christopher McGee. Thank you, Christopher McGee. And we also have Jeffrey S. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, you're awesome. Thank you. Rock. Oh my gosh. Well, awesome. I have more than just patrons to thank. Who do you have to thank? I have a patron question to ask. Oh. It's not even a thing. Exciting. By the way, if you want to be our patron, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels and get some cool stuff, including access to our other podcast. What's our other podcast? Faith and Kath. Vampire Slayers. Yep. Where we, it's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Mm. So it's very fun. And if you want access to that, you get that and other cool stuff like stickers. We have new stickers. Postcards. Flags. Every patron, we're going to be reaching out to you over the next week. Mm. We're going to be saying, give us your address if we don't already have it. Verify your address, and we will send you some cool stickers, and we're going to have some other goodies coming up soon. And we're going to double check what name you want things that are mailed to you mailed to, because we know some of you have your real name, and some of you have the name you still have to pretend with for now. Yeah. We're going to make real, real sure that you get what you want. But we're going to have some extra goodie packages coming y'all's way for patrons. We love you guys. Yeah. But we love all of our listeners, and here's a question from one of our listeners, and his name is D. And he is asking me, what have you seen trans people do to support and enrich the lives of their cis partners? How can I be more than a burden? And here's the thing. It's really important for you to know. Yeah. Because I talked about this with Dee. Is uh, when I initially read this question, I read it very quickly. I thought Dee had asked, how can I be more of a burden? Yeah. So we're going to talk about okay. both of those things. Okay, both those things. Both how a trans partner can be less of a burden and more of a burden. Or more confusingly, more of a burden and more than a burden. Okay. For so- all of you ESL people, English is a second language. Sorry. Uh, this this will be tricky that and way. And how can someone be just equally a burden? Yeah, how can you maintain your baseline burden some Yeah, that's okay. another important part of this. All right, so I put a so, lot of thought in how you can be more of a burden, okay. and I would like to discuss that now. And then we'll get to Dee's actual question, okay. where you're being more than a burden. And honestly, Dee and listeners, the reason that that read so funny to me is because I don't get that my trans partner is a burden in any way. I hope I'm not. You're not not even a little. At worst, well, you're an interesting project. Let's talk about first, how could I be a burden? Let's think of some fun ways oh, how that could? I could I be a burden. I like because how you I'm assume a trans you're girl. not at all. I'm a trans girl. Okay, I'm a trans girl. You're a cis girl. Correct. We're in a partnership. Correct. Am I a burden to you? No. Okay, there we go. Thank you, everyone. Well, Have a great night. Okay, well, <laughs> actually, let me back that up. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, dear. So my first thought was, you don't try on my clothes and stretch them out. Thank you for not doing that. 
Okay. That is a way that a trans partner could be more of a burden, is trying on their cis partner's clothes and stretching them out. Okay. Or breaking them or, or whatever. Shrinking them. Shrinking yes. them. Spilling, spilling kumquat juice on them. Yeah. If you could not, that'd be swell because kumquat is like... It never comes out. It, it never comes out. You just have to dye your entire outfit with exactly. kumquat and yeah. hope it's just sort of consistent. The real stuff, the hardcore stuff, the ways that trans partners can be a burden, that is not the case with us, but in general, is when it's to the cis partner, you're going to stay married to that freak. You're either with them or you're with us. Make mm. a decision. So where that's your a- family, where your family and friends kind of reject exactly. Them. Or I could see it being like maybe uh, the people, your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a lot of conservative coworkers, or you if work for a company that's perceived. conservative. Yes, yes. You might, you know, maybe everyone brings their spouse to the Christmas party, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should bring my spouse. Am I going to end up jeopardizing something at my job? Or you're in a small town and everyone knows everyone. Yeah. I mean, there's ways that this can negatively affect a cis partner's life. They might worry about their kids. Yeah. Um, Oh, the kids might get teased. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that's even assuming the cis person is 100% on board. Yay, let's go. We're a couple then and we're a couple now. And, And as we know, a lot of these relationships don't survive. So that's... Uh, a burden on the relationship to such an extent that it kills the relationship. Yeah. Again, we don't know those numbers. I recently asked on Reddit, anyone have any estimate of what these numbers are? It sounds like it's something you would get seriously downvoted for on Reddit. I mean, I got some not great responses, but in general, yeah. people were very helpful and responded with those uh, national surveys of trans people. Yeah. All along, I had been telling our listeners it's 50-50. Because I'd read that somewhere. And based on this survey, the the National Trans Survey, it looks more like 25% to 50% survive. It looks so like the odds are a little any, bit worse than I'd been saying. Anytime for our listeners, for mm. our listeners, anytime you hear a single statistic mm. about transgender people, especially transgender people in America understand that we don't even have a good number for how many trans people there are so to say x number of trans people do x you know y or this number of relationships don't work etc etc we mm-hmm. don't even have a good estimate because there's so many the trans, trans people. people who are closeted or still figuring it out or, or have or, completely figured it out um, and not willing also to- there's never been a real like study of the actual numbers so i feel like there have but i don't know i don't know no one ever reached out to me no you did find that one survey but they were done taking survey responses maybe but like it's still like it's they could do they could do sample studies but they couldn't really i'm just saying go on wikipedia try to find the number of trans people look up the various studies look up the various estimates no one even knows how many trans people there are and that's because of this enduring stigma yeah, because so many people have their lives that it's really you, you've yeah. all been there. I, every single person listening who is trans or partner or friend or anything of any re- relation to anything in the trans concept are aware that a even if a national survey went out that had just one question on it, are you trans? Yes or no? 
even that. Well, it's also, yeah, because, like, our, our non-binary people trans, our cross-dressers trans. And I mean, there's even, arguments made, there's arguments for both. Sure, but even the people who should say yeah, yes might want to say no because they don't want that reported. For literally every single reason you yes. can possibly yeah. think of. So yeah. that's my whole point, is that there's just not numbers. Numbers are not really good numbers. For I'm just anything. saying, you. Sh- it's hard now yes. to count things. So burdens. Let's get back. <laughs> we got really grain of salt. Off this is the short version yes. of what we were okay. just saying. So anyway, in the future it'll get better. Blah blah blah. Burden. Okay. So we're going to talk about how faith can be less of a burden on me. But in the meanwhile, before we do that, we're going to talk about ways that faith can be more more of a burden, burden on me. I love this because that's funnier. How can I be so, more? Okay, one of way I can think of to be more of a burden is I'm MTF. I'm, I'm male to female. Uh-huh. I can insist that you, um, be just as feminine as me in your presentation all the time. Why would you insist on that? Why because would I want to be you? a burden? <laughs> oh, you want to be a burden? Okay. <laughs> Should I be more? Feminine in my you need presentation, to be, or would that make just, you sad? No, you need to be super femme. Exactly they as... need to both go out looking like super glam all the time. What? Mm, so I need to be exactly as femme as exactly you? Exactly as femme as me. But not a bit more. Not a bit more. Okay, that's not interesting. not a bit less. Because we could start to quantify <laughs> what it is to look femme. On the Herkimer Joe's, Joe's knee scale... <laughs> Of feminine behavior and and presentation. We both have to be we precisely both... 13.7. 13.7 or more. If I'm thir- if I'm more than that, you'll be like, oh, oh you think right. I'm more masculine. Precisely 13.7. Precisely 13.7. So, okay. Um, so how to be more of a burden? Insist that they present as feminine as how you. How to be more of a burden? masculine Insist you. that you buy an electrologist machine. And get certified in electrolysis. And develop the skill for that. Guys, I did look into Electrolysis-ness. It's at least a two-year training program. Electrolysists do know their shit. Like, they know base baseline cosmetology, and then they branch off after that. You don't just go to a class for four weeks and know how to do electrolysis. If that were the case, I'd be taking care of Faith. I don't. I haven't. I can't. And I won't. Yeah. Okay, so that's a great burden for me to be. You, could also, get a, you could also get a laser. laser Another machine. way I could be. So I don't know how much an electrology machine costs, but a laser machine is just going to be on top of that. I feel like it's not called electrology. I think it's called electrolysis. Electrolysis. Okay. I feel like electrology is already out there and it's something else. Electrology. And it's probably more painful than what we're... That's like a... Yeah. Electro- oh, you don't want electrology. Yeah, let's not Electrolysis machines all right there'll be a link to what electrology really is but it's a little frightening and i advise you to not click (laughs) on that it's oh my god leave you don't want that link blue yeah another Um, way to be more of a burden you could require me to become a phlebotomist oh so so you could check my phlebum my blood So I can draw your blood and do your liver to panel. To check to make sure that I'm not fucking house. up my liver. Exactly. You, know, you could get an entire medical degree. In fact, you could get certified in um, transgender surgery. So I could save a Whoa! shit ton of money. I thought you were going to say I could be an endocrinologist. You're making no. me be a general surgeon and then specifying in junk surgery on top of it? And that? FFS. If you could do both at the same you time. You fucking burden. Great. Go to hell. <laughs> You're such a burden sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for the question. I'm just D. saying you could just do that. Oh my god. Just do that. Is that that hard? Oh my god. No, you know, the only way it could be harder is if you also told me 
to take classes in photography. Oh, so that that we so I can take do. professional oh, level photos. Makeup really good too. Oh so my then we God. could do like pinup photos. So you want oh, me and to hair do, and do hair? I am your cis partner. Yeah. You want me to do cosmetology for uh-huh. electrolysis and hair? Yes. Photography for great photos. Oh, of and you. makeup and makeup. Makeup. Yeah. That's back in the cosmetology. Photography. Photography. Yep. Electrolysis. Mm-hmm. Phlebotomy. Yes. Liver panels. I feel like if you get to the point where you're where you're a doctor and mm-hmm. can do like SRS. Mm-hmm. Then you can take blood. That should be nothing. I mean, I think that's one of those things that they've decided is just not the doctor's job anymore. Oh, it's not. But like, I feel I like a doctor could do it. Oh, they can. I just not as good blood. as it. I mean, yeah. you just stab a thing in someone's vein. So I need to go to cosmetology school, yeah. medical school, and photography school. I feel like cosmetology school is going to be one of the easier of those. I feel I- like photography is going to be the easiest to learn. And then cosmetology is going to be a little more complicated. Sure. Because you have to get so many hours. Sure. Um, doing cosmetology. Right, right, right. And there's hardware and certifications yeah. and licenses and state exams. Exactly. And, yeah. and then I feel like the medical school mm-hmm. is going to be probably becoming like a literal MD. It's going to be the hardest thing. Especially if there's surgery involved. That's at yeah. least 20 years schooling and training. Yeah, that's that's tricky. No, but I feel like we have found maximum burden. Okay, good. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. So, okay, so now let's go back to, to the how actual can, questions. Yes. How can I be more than yes. a burden? Or conversely, and this is how something can be less where, where I would a burden? I would say in any partnership, neither partner should endeavor to be a burden. Thank you, Dr. Obvious. Well, that's relationship advice from the gender rebels. Take that particular gem to heart. Thanks for listening. Also, don't eat nails. Um, strychnine, bad. Uh, so I'm the trans partner. You're the cis partner. Tell me, am I a burden on you? How are you a burden? Am I a burden on you? For reals. The only burden on me is me wanting to be sure that you are safe and happy. Okay. So that manifests in a couple ways. You get anxious about coming out to some people or anxious to hanging out with some people or like family stuff or work stuff. And I help you through that because I want to minimize your anxiety and unhappiness. And and it's it's a rough process. All of our listeners know this is a bumpy at best process there's gonna be assholes and jerks along the way and i the only burden is that my partner who didn't to me have that kind of psychological stress now has a whole new kind Mm, of psychological stress but the fact of the matter is in reality before you transition you had a whole different kind of psychological stress that i didn't know about so one thing i think that may be would be get a therapist mm-hmm. so that you are not asking your partner to be your therapist. That's actually really good. That should that should be number one. Okay. That's the short version of this episode, by yeah. the way. How can I be less of a burden? Get a therapist. Yeah. I'm not saying, well, you're, you're so fucking crazy. You better be talking to a pro. And I'm not saying you can't talk to your partner about this. But I am saying, we're saying... That what you're going through is heavy duty. Yeah. It's it's big. It's awesome overall. 
this is great. This is fantastic. But it does introduce a whole bunch of new stressors into your life. Same with your partner. Not as many, but some. Yeah, a therapist is a professional. Your Mm -hmm. partner cares about you. But that's their own stuff they're dealing with. And And they're not a professional. Yeah, they're not a professional. And they may not, in every instance of every day... Be able to sit there and go like, okay, let me I hear what you're saying. my own stuff right. to like to take care of yours. No. Um, they've got their own thing they're dealing with. Sure, sure. And you've got a very big thing you're dealing with, and yeah. it is it's just healthy. You know, it's yeah. just good. It's it gives you a framework. It gives you some tools. It you know a, a therapist can help you figure out whether this is within normal range of reaction to this particular mm-hmm. situation like it's it's good that being said 1638 on the recording in case mm-hmm. i need to delete this part okay my dear partner i love yes. you so much faith you have not been seeing a therapist i have not why not i tend to be kind of introverted mm-hmm. and Talk therapy has not worked for me in the past. I've tried it a few times. And I just... Actually, I've never met with a a therapist twice. <laughs> sure. And, um, and therapists I, are tricky. I just don't think it works for me because I I just don't find that situation comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to a stranger about my stuff. I'm one of those people who's like, I'll just bottle it up forever mm-hmm. because that's how I deal with things. And so my question for yeah. you then is, you've got your stuff. I've got my yeah. stuff. Everyone's got our stuff. Are you bottling it up or are you using me as your therapist? Um, no judgment. I'm fine. Whatever. But I think I tend to probably keep most stuff to myself. Okay. For, for the most part. Okay. Um, that's just who I am. Kind of. I've again I've I've tried talk therapy and I just don't I don't feel comfortable opening up to a person. There was that one guy that you kinda clicked with. Though. I did, but he was But he wasn't covered and you had to pay out of he pocket. He was covered and I had to pay out of pocket and he wanted to meet at like seven AM every week and I'm like, I can't fucking do that, dude. But my point is <laughs> that would actually that would actually be less That would be fun. a disincentive. That would be less fun than just dealing with my own neuroses. It'd be worse for my mental Thank health. Thank you. Yeah. Frankly, leaving my house at five thirty AM. Yeah. But my point is that kind of relationship, that kind of click, that kind of this person gets it, that's the therapeutic relationship you want to have. And that might be possible with another person. People. I think I think therapy absolutely works. Mm-hmm. I think it can be absolutely useful mm-hmm. for some people. And I think it doesn't work for other people. And I think I'm one of those people it doesn't work for. And with respect. People are different. Yeah. You haven't really given it a go. I have not given it a, a long go, but I've, I feel like I've tried. You've tried like one session with four different with, people. Yeah. Okay. So the whole reason I brought this up. Yeah. And again, I can cut this out if you want. Okay. Is just so our listeners know exactly how much uh, experience we literally have with talk therapy. Okay. I have quite a bit more than Faith, but that's not the point. But you've talking done a about lot you and th- yeah, th- therapy. But they even even talk therapy didn't work for you. What do you mean by work? You wanted the drugs. You didn't go to talk therapy. You stopped. You don't do talk therapy these days. 
All right. So here's how it is with yeah. psychiatric treatment of MDD, major depressive disorder. It's a mood disorder. It's very common. And I'm managing mine very well. But in general, studies have found that the greatest efficacy is drugs and talk therapy together. Okay. They've evaluated people who just take meds. They've evaluated people who just do therapy. They've evaluated people who do both. And of course, control group, people who do neither. On average, the people who do both get better fastest. Now, I have tried both. Okay. And I have had therapeutic relationships with talk therapists. I'm thinking about three different ones. Okay. Four different ones in my life since grad school, which is almost 20 years ago. So within the last 20 years, my yeah. diagnosis and my treatment, okay. blah, blah, blah. Four therapists. Um. And with them, you know, I talked about some stuff. I cleared out some stuff. I verified there's this stressor and this stressor and this is my history and this is my history. And okay. And took the meds the whole time. In general, I have found that meds are all that I need. Okay. So either the therapist I worked with took care of it or it was more of a chemical imbalance than any kind of past trauma or bad habits or negative programming that I kind of needed to get over with. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that people can bring into their adulthood that they need to work on, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of habits, so there's a lot of assumptions, so there's a lot of, oh, this is how grown-ups act, or things like that. Whether talk therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, psychotherapy, there's a bunch of ways to approach it, and they're all... Variously helpful. Super helpful for some, minimally helpful for others. So I've tried it. I've tried both. Okay. I've tried neither. And I've tried one and I've tried the other. And after years of testing it, I did find that a steady dose of antidepressants is what keeps me good. Okay. So fuck off. Okay. <laughs> after I'm just saying. After I got a grip after... on my mental health. No, I, I know what do. you're saying. And yeah, after yeah, yeah. and after and after years of being adult me, I think I realized that I need my mental unhealthiness because I I kind of I'm always in my head. I I sort of I've been diagnosed with with generalized anxiety. You're disorder a dad girl and GAD and GAD. I'm a stone has it too. Oh yeah, yeah, she does. Some of her the brightest and best have um, that. And I, I, Justin I, McElroy I think it. I also have, um, I prefer Emma Stone to Justin McElroy. I'm not a big fan of I, McElroy's, but I am a big fan of Emma Stone. I, I would say I like them equally. And a lot of huh. our listeners okay. like McElroy's, so careful. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, they're with me on this. Um, everyone loves Emma Stone because she's Emma Stone. What's up, you cool babies? And Emma Stone, if you're listening, we're big fans. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a McElroy fan. I would just love Emma Stone to listen to our show because that would be fun. We'll send it um, to her. Okay. And I also, yeah, I also have some, some OCD. So I, I'm kind of with that kind of like, I need my, I need my, my anxiety. It's what kind of keeps, it's my brain. Interesting. It's kind of what keeps me going. It's okay. It's, it's how my brain works. It's cool. Um, if you're working, if you're fine, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. So if you're functional, if you're happy. If yeah. you're moderately distressed or less by yeah. your stuff, then you're good. That's fine. Okay. Then you don't need to talk there. So good. So, anyway, how do we get on to that? I forget. 
Uh, this is ways to not be a burden. Oh, we so that's the big one. Kept therapy. advising everyone to get a therapy. Therapy. So then we we took a detour about our therapy, because which you is never fine. Ways to not be a burden other than therapy. I would say if your medical plan doesn't cover therapy or you can't uh, get a therapist, you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, find a group session. There are group support support groups. There are group therapy groups. There are check out your local queer club if you're near a college campus see what the lgbt club is there they are great for resources in the area there are people who can be therapists or group therapists online by skype by text by kick by slack there are options no matter where you are there are and if you think that's going to help you think that's at least worth a try and it's always at least worth a try have a taste yeah then spend some time, you know, buckle down, pursue that for a little while, find some resources and go after them. That might be the thing for you. That might be really helpful. Yeah. And how can you be less of, okay, so how can you be less of a, I'm sad that you think you're a burden. Yeah. I'm sad you even brought the word burden into the conversation. I think that's tricky because I think every relationship involves a little bit of, everyone's a little bit of a burden on everyone else in a relationship. A little bit. Sure. And that's just called mutual support. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like burden means you're like dragging the other person down. You're the monkey on the back, the albatross around their neck, the squirrel on their ankles. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) you know that poem. I do. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would hope that you don't feel like that. I think that sounds like something I would think with my anxiety. Mm. Um, I think be a loving partner to your partner. Mm-hmm. Give them give them the space to think sometimes. Sometimes we need that. Listen when they need someone to listen to. Be nice to them. Do little nice things for them from time to time. They're your partner. Um, if you guys divvy up the chores, do their chores sometimes. Mm. Um, which I always find. I sometimes do dishes for you. And I feel like that's like, I hate dishes so much. So to me, that's like. That's my I love you. It's just to do the dishes for you sometimes. Um, and you I, do things like that for me, too. See. Okay. What? And I can cut this out. If, if, okay. if it's you don't negative. like the way I do dishes. You, you don't think do I do a bad dishes very well. <laughs> okay. But the point the is, reason I took that as my job. Okay, but the point is. The point is. I love you. Thank you for dishing for Thank me. you. But thank the point you. is there's so many ways you can show your partner that you love them and do little nice things for them. Yeah. And... And not be that, quote, burden. Um, If you feel like you're a burden, this is a little off topic, but I want you to take a very close look and see if your partner is making you feel that way. Because to transition, unless they were like disowned from their family, fired from their job, and y'all were both evicted from your home, and I mean all three of those simultaneously, you're not a fucking burden. Your partner is a fucking grown-up. If the relationship doesn't work for them, you guys figure something out. You split or you're friends or you stay together or whatever. But to be a burden, that is that is an unusually negative way to think it about is. things. It is. It and is it makes like, me yeah. sad that that but that's like the term. Said, if you're if you're such if like if like shit has just gone to hell mm-hmm. since you transitioned, mm-hmm. your partner's an adult. They either made that decision to stay with you, mm-hmm. in which case there is no burdenship. 
Right. Your transition is not a burden. They have accepted that part of you, or and they decided to stay they with can, you. They can just be an adult and fucking leave. Yeah. Um. If it's someone who's trying to guilt you into thinking you're a burden, that's a whole other issue. That's not good. That's not good. I don't like that person. If your relationship isn't healthy, then I I don't necessarily know what to tell you. Other than to try and make it healthier. And if it can't be, then that might not be the best relationship for you. I hate to counsel someone to get out of a relationship, but... Mm. If your partner's constantly telling you how much of a burden you are, <laughs> um, that's not a healthy relationship. And it might yeah. not be a healthy relationship because you're a burden. <laughs> and you shouldn't be because normal human beings aren't. And it, or it might be an unhealthy relationship because they're accusing you of that to guilt you or to any number of reasons be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that is a very loaded word. Yeah. That's a very, very loaded word. And I get how everything else being equal, on the average, based on my experience, having a trans partner does add stuff to your life. It adds some complexity. Let's not pretend well, that that's not like a your thing. Parents and stuff? You I mean, there was the whole process of coming out and figuring yeah. out who you were out to and who you weren't and, you know, navigating that whole process yeah. midway through. There was helping you through all the stress of the workplace, the hair, the weight loss, the name change. Like, there's stress that the trans partner feels that ideally the cis partner helps them with. So, on some level, they do take on some of that stress is, is a partnership. That's how it works. But I never considered that a burden. No. I just kind of consider that. Okay, you're trans. You started to transition. It's or a process. Or there's a relationship. I mean, you, sometimes you have a bad day. Sometimes I have a bad day. It's true. And I had a bad day for like 11 months in a row. I know. Remember I, that? I had, a, I had a really shitty job, too. I'm sorry I was such a shit when my job started. I'm, I'm sorry. I was probably really depressing. Fuck Arby's of Kenosha. Arby's of Kenosha can go straight to yeah. hell. Um, that's not my real job, but I don't want to say my real job because it might. Your real ex job. My real ex job. Full of assholes. Yeah. Now I feel bad for Arby's in Kenosha. <laughs> Arby's in Kenosha does a great job. Their curly fries are spot on. If you're ever in Kenosha or the other greater Kenosha region Area. of Wisconsin, yeah, yeah. Their Arby's is, are, are, are as good as any other Arby's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I haven't eaten an Arby's in like 20 years. I so. bet they're delicious. I have, I don't know. I've never, I haven't eaten an Arby's in ages. Speaking of burdens, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Your partner shouldn't make you feel like a burden. Although there are additional stresses and we're not going to pretend there, there are. Aren't. There are. But if your partner is the awesome person that you chose to live your life with before transition, I want to believe that if they're willing to stick with you, then they're willing to get through the bumps of transition. Yeah. And I might be coming at this from sort of a privileged point of view that I can call them bumps i i get that there's medical stuff there's financial stuff there's employment stuff there's family stuff i get i get it a lot of this can be big and bad and cause big changes in your life i want your partner to go through that with you and 
to be less of a burden, yeah, I feel like therapy is a great way to do it. Therapy or finding a group that you can talk to so that you're not depending solely on your partner for support. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. literally the biggest thing. Beyond that, you can just find nice ways to be nice to your partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's going to be a big help. Mm -hmm. But really, it's, I think, just finding that outlet that's not your partner. Mm -hmm. So that you're not coming to your partner with literally every worry or a bit of anxiety or or moment mm-hmm. that, that bothered you or thing that triggered you or whatever. Or just bottling up those emotions yeah. and that eventually coming out yeah, on your partner exactly. in some massive uh decayed, fetid, nasty, slimy emotions that have been festering yeah bursts like a cyst all over your house no you don't want that and then the mopping is just insane you do you do not want an emotional cyst nobody wants that cyst or that's even that's even worse than an emotional carbuncle uh, i don't know a carbuncle might be worse that sounds more painful i think carbuncle is where you have um two or three different boils mm. That all become infected, like connected under your under your skin. Wow. Oh yeah, carbuncles like the worst. Don't get a carbuncle. Let's avoid so a carbuncle. Don't be an emotional carbuncle. Talk um, don't to bottle a all therapist. that stuff in. Talk to a therapist. Talk to a group. Talk to a friend. It's don't like depend it, it, on your partner to be your sole anchor in life. Don't yeah. depend on your partner to be your life preserver. Don't depend mm-hmm. on your partner to be the only person that you ask for support they'll be doing a lot of that but they shouldn't have to do they all shouldn't of have to do all events okay yeah that's like the easiest way i think so have other people to talk to still mm-hmm. talk to your partner don't not communicate with them obviously you have the shared life and listen to them sometimes they might feel like being a, a burden for that's a, while. a big important thing too yeah and yeah. it might not even be trans related it might be just like the shittiest day at work this yeah. team thought they could scan anything they wanted. They didn't even introduce themselves to me. We didn't have their series set up on the magnet. They had no clue what they were doing. I didn't bring in enough team because I didn't know what they needed. Like, they might just need to vent a totally normal, boring work thing like that. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, D. D. I hope this has been helpful for you. Thanks for listening. Thanks Thank for the so question. Much. Thank D. you for the question. If y'all have any questions, please uh, feel free to email us questions at genderrebels.com or you can uh, always tweet us at the gender rebels. And if you are a partner who has learned photography, electrolysis, phlebotomy, and you always wear heels so your MTF partner looks shorter and cuter next to you, write us. How did you become basically a partner god? I would love to learn from you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Thank you, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync!
Production copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And to all you gentle rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye.